and welcome to the Out of Ink podcast, episode two, with myself, B. Baranoska, and Molly Lemon. Welcome back to the podcast, where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. Hi, Molly. How was your day? Ah, uh, I. Well, we were talking. <laughs> yeah, we were talking last week about motivation and the guilt you feel when you're unmotivated and all week I have been unmotivated I have probably done in the last five days what I could have done in a day I think it was the podcast hype wasn't it though it was we were so excited we couldn't stop thinking about the podcast (laughs) well we released it thinking ah maybe some of the people on Instagram will listen and then it appeared in the podcast charts And I think we just haven't quite got over that. No, we're very grateful. Thank you to everyone who listened. And thank you, especially if you're listening to episode two. Which they will be, because they... (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because they might have... You said in the stats that some people dropped off. Those people, they might be hit back for episode two, will they? Oh, yeah, I found a really fun section of our podcast stats where you can see the chart. So everyone starts and then just where people drop off and they (laughs) clearly get bored. That was uh, quite... I'm not going to look at that again, I don't think. No, no, that's a bit depressing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's like, Molly, it's almost like the time that I told you you could see Instagram stats and you could see how many people were unfollowing you and you were totally oblivious and then you just... You couldn't get over it, could you? You were upset with me for ages. I'm still upset with you. My life, I haven't recovered. (laughs) My confidence was low, but ever since then, every time it gets lower, I haven't looked at those stats for maybe a month because it hurts. Honestly, it is like a form of self-harm because you look at it and you know it's going to hurt, but you do it anyway. The ignorance of not knowing was better for your mental health, wasn't it? Yeah, so thanks for that. I'm really sorry. We'll talk more about Instagram later because that's what this podcast is about after this week i'm just a bit curious right are you feeling more confident recording this knowing people have listened and liked it or less confident because you know people are actually listening and it's quite nerve-wracking i think more confident okay i can't really tell you why (laughs) (laughs) because all day i've had complete self-doubt imposter syndrome about people won't want to listen again we don't have enough to say, we're just going to be repeating ourselves and then we're going to get bad reviews. I've been looking forward to recording this because it's just I just it's just it's me and you having a chat and I'm looking forward to just chatting to you. Okay, well, I'm clearly more anxious today. <laughs> yes, you're not doing so well, are you, on the anxious, no. anxiety side of things? So I'm quite tired today and I'll let you know why I'm tired. So every evening, um, me and my partner Sam, we watch something before bed, like TV, basically, and which I know is bad, especially as I've got insomnia. And I know it's not <laughs> it's not ideal, but it is no. what we do. And last night, Sam was watching Grand Designs, and um, he suddenly kind of shrieked. Sorry, did you say shrieked? He shrieked, and he grabbed a T-shirt and started uh, hitting the floor. I didn't know what was going on and Winnie, our dog, was completely freaked out. And basically he'd seen apparently a massive spider. That was his description. No, I hate spiders. Well, it was like crawling just on the floor by our bed and our bed's really low. 
And then he thought he'd got it. And I don't condone cruelty to animals. I wouldn't have supposed to buy that. I put it in a cup and then I put it outside. But uh, I think he just reacted like it was an impulse. Anyway, he tried to squish it and it didn't work. And then it crawled under our bed by our, like where our pillows were. <laughs> and he, he just refused to sleep in that bed. We pulled the mattress <laughs> off. <laughs> And the pillow, like, everything was removed. We had our torches out on our phones. How big was it in centimetres, please? Well, he just said huge, and I did try and gauge the size of the spider, but it was clearly exaggerating. Mm, I've exaggerated about a, a size of a spider before. The problem is, when you're in the situation, it doesn't matter how big it is, if you're scared of it, it's tarantula size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not actually... I'm not really scared of spiders. My sister did have a tarantula when I was younger, so that's probably why. So they're they're fine for me. I was like, okay, let's just go back to sleep, and he refused, so he went into the spare <laughs> room, and I was just lying there going, I was okay knowing there was a massive spider under my head when Sam was there, but seeing as he's gone into the room next door i might as well follow him so then i had to go and sleep next door we still haven't found the spider this is giving me a whole new perspective on sam (laughs) well we like to challenge gender roles in our household and (laughs) this is another example you know it's funny i was thinking yesterday actually Mm. i was thinking i haven't seen a spider in ages it's not really spider season is it we should come around our house (laughs) no thanks (laughs) (laughs) what's the anxiety scale for this week molly uh holidays basically we've i've got all the ideas for anxiety scales written in my phone and i realized they were all food and i thought we've done two weeks of food now because we had the trailer and episode one so go with holidays and see see how that works all right then talk us through your holiday anxiety scale okay this is going to be so different from yours. I think we're always going to just never agree. Um, so for my best holiday, which is 10, isn't it? 10 yeah. is best. I've got a self-catering holiday in Scotland by a lake. And there's a little boat. And then you can get in the boat <laughs> and just row across the lake. So specific. Well, I was just thinking, what would I love? And I just love a boat right next to the house. And then maybe take crisps and olives in the boat. (laughs) That sounds lovely, but I feel like you don't like deep water. Yeah, I wouldn't go far from the shore. That actually (laughs) comes up, really, because, well, my least favourite holiday... I was torn between... Basically, I'm not that keen on holidays, so I had three that I didn't want. (laughs) want. So basically, a city break, that's bad. I know I'm cheating because I'm putting them... But I'll pick one. Okay. A cruise or sailing holiday, because I don't like deep water. And then also you can't leave. So (laughs) I like the idea of like an unlimited buffet and loads of jelly. Oh no, you're going back to food again. (laughs) Sorry. But I think the one I've chosen would be going to a hot place and travelling around solo, unplanned. I don't know where I'm sleeping. Can you imagine the anxiety? Like I struggled to go to the supermarket. Can you imagine trying to find a hotel to sleep? Yeah, that does sound like your idea of a nightmare. And how are you feeling today? So I'm, I'm struggling a bit because the trailer, we, I was a three. Basically, we recorded the trailer after recording episode one, where I was also a three. I'm <laughs> feeling like a three today. You can't always be three. No, I might push it to a four. <laughs> so this is actually a holiday I've been on. Not a good memory then. 
Well, it was a nice holiday. It started, it was, it took Croatia, lovely place. We went to Zagreb, which I didn't think I'd like because I don't like city breaks, but it was actually really lovely. I'd definitely recommend it. But then we went to the Plitvici Lakes. Is that how you say it? I have no idea. And we were staying in a little self-catering place, but it was meant to be alongside a river and the river was dry. There was nothing (laughs) in it. Oh, that's a bit sad. The lakes were beautiful, but I've never been anywhere more busy. And there were quite small tracks to walk around the lakes. And I felt like I was constantly going to be pushed off by other tourists. (laughs) And then um, we went on a day trip where we went kayaking. And it was one of those organised adventure things, I don't know, where the guys running it were really, like, full of energy and really confident. And the wetsuits were still wet from the day before. And it was just a bit grim. Anyway, the first thing we had to do was jump about two foot into a pool of water that led into a river. I jumped in and I had a panic attack. (laughs) Just (laughs) floating around in the water. I couldn't stand up. And basically, we had to go down this river in the kayak. And there were so many places where they were like, right, get out and jump. (laughs) You weren't the right crowd for this, were you? (laughs) I was just in tears the whole way. I, I liked that holiday. Zagreb was good. But the, the other part brought it down to a four. Very specific holiday knowledge. I feel like I've got a deep insight into your worldly ways. Uh, how are you feeling today? How's your anxiety scale looking? Well, number 10 on my anxiety scale is just what my honeymoon was supposed to be last year. Oh, this is depressing. I know. Me and Molly were both supposed to get married last year and obviously COVID came and got in the way. And then mm. the plan for my honeymoon was a very delightful four weeks, two weeks in Sri Lanka, two weeks in Bali. And I was very sad, probably more sad that that didn't go ahead than the wedding. <laughs> I just really wanted to go to Sri Lanka and swim with manta rays. I felt like it would have been a delightful holiday, but it wasn't meant to be last year. It's probably not going to happen this year, so we'll maybe try and reschedule for next year. Mm, Then you can get your best holiday ever. And then number one on the scale. I haven't been very specific here, but it's just basically anywhere that there's lots and lots and lots of other people. I like my holidays to be peaceful places away from the crowds, so that's number one. Okay, I wouldn't recommend going to those lakes in Croatia. (laughs) Okay. So basically, your least favourite holiday is anywhere there's lots of people. Okay, so B just doesn't like humans, so she doesn't (laughs) want to come near anyone. No, I just... When I go away on holiday, I just want it to be peaceful and relaxing, Mm. and I don't find being around a lot of other people relaxing. Mm. Where are you on the scale today? Okay, I'll tell you the holiday, and you guess the number on the scale. Okay. Here's a clue. It's not three. Okay. Today, I'm in France on a paddleboard on a deserted beach. There's no one else there and it's lovely. Well, I'm surprised because I heard what happened just before the podcast <laughs> and I thought that would have brought your day down to a two. So I'm guessing because I, I know you've been on a holiday like that last year and you seem to have fun. So I'd say that's a seven. So I got really into paddleboarding last year so much so I almost died which is just yeah, you did. just another story altogether really isn't it but you're right I love that holiday I love paddleboarding based on what I said for number one I love the fact that beaches in northern France are always deserted mm. I won't disclose 
where they are because I don't want everyone to rush to my lovely deserted beaches and ruin them. I think you're overestimating the reach of our podcast. (laughs) I don't know, Molly. Number seven in the charts. Okay, I didn't answer your question. What number am I? Yes, I had a fairly anxious afternoon. I'll give you that. But in general, I'm feeling so light and anxious free today. I think it's just because it's been so sunny. I've been feeling quite good. So I would rate my French paddleboarding holiday at an eight. Wow. I'd love to be at an eight. <laughs> Do you need to take anxious out of my name? Have I lost the right to be an anxious yeah, artist? Yeah, what are you doing here? I'll take this one on my own. <laughs> you've got to tell people what happened this afternoon, though, because always you've just alluded to something and they don't get to hear the story. So I went to the post office this afternoon with my bag full of orders. It was all fine until it got to the end of the transaction and the lovely lady in the post office said, that'll be, you know, X amount of money. And I went... Oh dear. <laughs> it appears I've left my handbag at home. And Did you say it like that? <laughs> no. Like Mary Poppins? <laughs> oh, it was just so embarrassing. I said, I'm so sorry. I've left my handbag at home. Can I pay with my Apple contactless card? And she said, you can, but the limit is 45. And I was over the limit. Um, so she said, okay, no, it's fine. No problem. I'll take a few transactions off. So it says 45. She did that and it still didn't work. And I was just stood there like... This is just so embarrassing. But the ladies in the post office, they know me really well because I'm in there all the time. And she came round with her own credit card and paid. (laughs) She paid for my postage and then said, "Uh, it's fine. I see you all the time and I trust you. Just pay me back. And it was really, really lovely and restored my faith in humanity. But also, I just wanted the ground to swallow me up. So if I was rating my day just on that experience, I would definitely be with you on the four. Oh, see, that would have made my day one. I never would have go over that. <laughs> Last week, we talked a little bit about Instagram and thought that would be a great topic for this week's podcast because I think it's fair to say it rules our lives and we have a lot to say on the matter. Mm, it definitely rules our lives. Um, ironically, this morning, I got blocked out of my Instagram. <laughs> How? said there was suspicious activity on my account so I reset my password which made me feel very anxious because I have like one password throughout my whole life that I like to stick to Um, good to tell everyone that as well oh no (laughs) (laughs) so I reset my password and I thought hopefully that'll be the end of it and then it happened again and it made me reset my password again I just felt so anxious so someone was trying to get into your account I don't really know And I was really annoyed because I had come up with just the best password, in my opinion. And I was so sad that I had to let go of my new password. I'm only spat out my wine. (laughs) I like the fact that one of the highlights of your day was coming up with a good password. You know what? I trust you so much that the next time I see you, I'm going to show you this password because it's (laughs) so well thought out. I'm so pleased with myself. But I did manage to use it because I just changed a few letters around. You added an exclamation mark on the end. (laughs) So just before we dive into chatting all things Instagram, I visited my granddad this week and he is 101, almost 102, and I thought, we're the same age. You know, we both have a similar experience of social media and I thought, I'll ask my granddad what he thinks at 101 of social media and phones. So I'm just going to play you a clip 
I basically recorded um, when I was at his house, was it last week? And I've started with my friend, it's called a podcast and it's a bit like radio but it's not live. Can I ask you questions for it and record you answering them? Is that okay? You see loads of people around on their phones a lot. Have you noticed lots of people on their phones on the bus? Continuously. What do you think about people being on their phones all the time? I don't, don't like it. I, I haven't got one. I haven't got a mobile, I've got a mobile phone in the drawer. Yeah. It's probably run, run out because I never use it. You keep it off until you need it. Glued to it. Continuously. Yeah. Can't be good for them. It's, it's addictive, I think. Yeah, it is addictive. I think I live on my phone. Well, it's what you brought up. Well, of course, you yeah. do no business on it. Yeah, I run my business on it, so I feel like I always need to be checking it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my 101-year-old granddad thinks of phones. That was amazing. I kind of agree with him. I wish we lived in a world where everyone just turned their phones off until they needed them. It is sad how much people rely on their phones. I'm on my phone all day, mm-hmm. and I am addicted to it, definitely. I can tell I'm on my phone a lot at the moment because by one o'clock it's out of battery. So me and Molly have received lots of lovely questions. Thank you so much to everyone who sent them in. We're just going to go through now and answer as many as we can. Question number one. Why did you start sharing more of your life on Insta? Did it drive engagement and do you have any regrets? Okay, Molly, over to you. So I started sharing stories on my Instagram where I was talking to the camera in November 2019. And I remember I was so scared. I'd got an Apple laptop charger in the post and there was so much plastic packaging. I was so angry. I was like, I need to shout about this. And that was my first story. Mm. That was what pushed me to do it. And I remember being so anxious and I don't wear makeup, but I went and I put a bit of cover up on because I felt so self-conscious and I had quite a lot of spots and I'd been wanting to do talking stories for ages but I honestly had it in my head that if people saw what I looked like they wouldn't want to buy my art anymore. No that's really sad. (laughs) I think it has the complete opposite effect. I think people like to be able to see that you're just a nice human being. Well, you're you're right in the fact that that is what happened. But in my head, I thought, no one wants to see your face. Your artwork might be pretty, but don't show your face. That was what my brain was saying, and that's why it took me so long to do it. I think that just says something about your self-confidence more than... I think it says quite a lot about my self-confidence. But if anyone else is feeling the same and feeling like they're scared to show their face on Instagram, don't be, because people do want to see the maker behind the art. I think it gives more value to your work. Molly was actually the reason that I started doing talking stories. I remember having a discussion with you where I said... I think I should do talking stories. I think it'd be good for my business, but I just don't think I can. (laughs) I just don't feel like I can put the camera on and talk to it and then post that out into the world. I was so scared. And you said, Mm. you said, I I was scared too. You've just got to do it. And you helped me. I honestly, I remember you messaging me and I was, I just couldn't understand why you're worried because I thought she's got such a nice face. Oh, that's so lovely. I thought, why why is she worried about showing it? got a good face you need to put it on your instagram stories thanks molly that's lovely i um, <laughs> i use very heavy filters though no one's seen my my unfiltered face like you get to yeah they have oh yeah so that's the thing i because i've never worn makeup and i've never used filters i feel like because i do quite a 
a lot of shows I think I can't use filters or makeup because when they come to a show when I've been sleeping in my car as you learned from the last episode <laughs> you're gonna get a real shock yeah. so what you see is what you get on my stories well I think your talking stories are really inspiring and they definitely inspired me to do it and I do think it's very nice for people to see a bit of your life outside and inside of art on insta this first question asks if it drives our engagement and it definitely i find it it does help because people know who you are and then they want to support you but do i have any regrets of from it sometimes i feel like i've shared too much and people feel like they know you when possibly they don't but i haven't really had any bad experiences from it so i think it's nice to share a little bit of your life So people can see kind of an insight into you as an Mm. artist. But yeah, just be careful with oversharing, I would say. How do you make actual connections and friendships on Instagram? Well, I feel like this is quite a good opportunity to talk about how we met because I feel like people might think we've been friends for years and that would be incorrect. We didn't actually meet on Instagram. We met in real life at the Mm -hmm. Bristol Etsy market in... Was it 2018? 2019. It was a few months before. Oh no, I thought we'd known each other a whole year longer than we have. (laughs) No, no. We'd only known each other... Basically, we met at that market, um, but really briefly. I just... I remember coming around to your stall after you came to mine, and I I liked your work, and then I remember saying, you should get that paper with wildflower seeds in yeah. and then I thought I never that's did really that. annoying of like how annoying is it when someone comes up to a store and goes you should do this and I was that person and I can't believe you're friends with me I mean the rest is history people well it is but the the question was how do you make friends on Instagram so maybe mm. we should okay I want to cover this I feel like after that interaction that I came home and stalked you and sent you messages until you were my best friend. <laughs> I Well, I don't remember talking much between um, January and March, but just a few days before lockdown, I went to um, a gig in Bristol for a band called Oh Wonder. And then I went on Instagram that night and you were there. You'd put up a picture and it would look like you were stood next to me, like it was the same shot I'd had. We must have been metres apart. Yeah. And we weren't friends then. We might have messaged a few times, but we were just following each other. And then as COVID got worse and we were in lockdown, I started talking to people more. And you were one of the people I started talking to more. And then... There were others? I didn't even know... There were others. No, I don't Sorry, you're not the only person I talked to on Instagram. I don't know how we got each other's WhatsApp, but we moved off Instagram. And I think the thing that really accelerated our friendship was the fact I hadn't really announced it on Instagram because I didn't want to tell people, but I'd hurt my hand quite far back last year and I didn't tell people till this year. But I started voice noting you because my hands were hurting. And I think that really, we got to know each other so much better. I love voice noting now. I still only voice note you because I think other people would be alienated by it. But I am a full voice note convert and I think it's the best way to communicate. I do. And you can do that on Instagram as well. But this is, to actually answer this question, I think to make friends on Instagram, first of all, you need to show yourself and your personality and I would encourage doing talking stories Mm. so people can really get to know you and then just watch other people's stories people that have the same interests 
just message people if they're struggling. I think if someone's feeling, if someone's feeling down on Instagram, I if I see a story like that, I'll always message and just check in. And I think doing things like that is really important because as an artist working on your own at home, like I don't have colleagues. So I think the people on my Instagram are as close to colleagues as yeah. you can get. It is a great platform for that because it's just loads of, well, depending on who you follow, you obviously you get to decide who you follow and then you build your own database of like-minded people and you can watch yeah. what they're doing and you can all interact with each other. And it's one of the lovely, lovely things about Instagram. As many horrible yeah. things as there are, it is a really great place to meet other like-minded individuals. Do you ever feel like there's a pressure to create new pieces at quite a high rate? And does that ever feel like it takes away the creativity feeling? I would say so. I would say there is definitely a pressure that you you feel like you need new content to post all the time, especially because you feel like if you don't post, you're just going to become irrelevant or lose followers and interest. Yeah. So my I damaged my hands last year through doing too much work. And I think that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't on Instagram because I was posting five times a week and I found if I posted the same artwork twice it would not get the same amount of reaction. So I thought, I'll need five new artworks a week, or at least five really interesting posts a week. That's a lot. It's so much. That's an unmanageable amount. Especially when you're whittling the artworks out of hardwood. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. So I just thought I had to make new work all the time. And looking back, it was affecting the quality of what I was making because I was thinking, I need to finish this by Saturday morning when I usually post. So I'd rush at the end and then it wouldn't be as good. Also, I think you'll be thinking about what the content is and you won't want to repeat it too much, but that definitely takes away from your creativity because you might feel like drawing, I don't know, five different things that are all quite similar but you might feel like you need variety for your grid and so you'll be drawing things that aren't necessarily what you wanted to yeah so Instagram motivated me I say motivated because I'm kind of ignoring it a lot at the moment so that was good but it was too much it pushed me too hard yeah this person also talks about Instagram punishing them if they don't keep up with posting and that was such a big fear if I missed one of my slots I did a week so I posted five times a week if I missed one I thought that could set me back weeks on the algorithm in December I did stop posting for almost a month because I just needed a break and I was really worried about coming back and I came back to Instagram and since so I posted again in the beginning of January and I've never got back to where I was before Oh no, so you do feel like it affected your engagement, being away from it for that long? Yeah, and I just think it's awful. It does feel like if you don't keep up with what Instagram wants from you, it will punish you for months, and that is not fair, and that Mm. can really affect your mental health. When I went on holiday last summer, I was really worried about this, so I used an app that scheduled posts, and I scheduled two weeks' worth of posts. I think I scheduled one every day, and... I feel like Instagram knew I was trying to trick it and that it wasn't really me because <laughs> I don't know if it helped and a lot of those posts were much lower in likes and engagement mm. than I would have been used to. So I don't know if there's a way to trick the system. Also, I think when you schedule posts like that, a lot of what people reply to and engage with on your posts is if you've written something about what's happened that day or how you're feeling. And if you've scheduled <laughs> them before a holiday, you're like, 
here's a fish. You don't have anything to say about that, do you? Yeah, I wrote the captions for the post about three weeks in advance and I was just thinking about the lovely time I was going to be having paddleboarding. So the captions were, loving life by the sea. (laughs) And no one wants to hear that. They don't want to hear that when they're stuck at home. No, that's Um, I think that's something else to say. It's not just the quality of the image that's important when you post. It's the content of the text Mm. and not just, I'm really happy with this piece and then some hashtags. People (laughs) want to know about your life. And I found people don't want to hear if things are going really well. They're way more interested in if you've been struggling. That's going to resonate with them more and they'll be able to give advice or they'll be able to say, I feel the same and they're just going to connect with that more. That is really interesting, but I think a lot of people find it much scarier admitting that they're not doing very well than than posting something to say, look, look how successful I am and like a bag filled with orders. It's much harder yeah. to say, I'm really struggling, I haven't had any orders, and put that out to the world. I always prefer to say I'm struggling because... I think that's my personality. I'm always down on myself. So it it comes more naturally to me than going, look at me, look what I've done. Mm. And also you've got to, you've got to keep in mind how it will affect other people's mental health when you're posting about how successful you're doing. Um, and, And I know we've talked about this before, but it's things like posting huge bags of orders. And somebody might look at that and they might have had just a really bad week of sales. And that's might just make them feel so bad about themselves. And obviously no one wants that. You don't want your Instagram to make someone else feel really bad. Yeah, you need to get a balance of, look, this is going well, but actually I'm struggling in this. So just be honest about the ups and the downs. And if you're really proud of a bag of orders, after years of struggling to sell, of course you're going to share it Mm. because you're proud of it. And you should be able to share it. Yeah, we should share our achievements. Yeah, but don't, don't make it sound like it was effortless. Maybe say, it's taken me a long time to get to this point. I'm really proud of where I've come if you're struggling, don't worry, keep going. Yeah. Rather than going, look at me, I've made loads <laughs> of orders. Just be sensitive, I think. And then because if you're sensitive to others, people will want to spend time on your page because you'll be making them feel good and not bad. Kind of on the topic of engagement and things, people have asked, how do we figure out the algorithm? And the answer is, we have no idea. We wish we, we knew. We cannot help there. Yeah, it's the bane of our lives. It changes all the time, I think. It changes. Just don't don't try. Just be yourself. Put as much time into Instagram as you can and see where you get. Don't try and chase an algorithm. No one knows how it works. No. You could spend a lot of time trying to make everything perfect to fit into Instagram's little algorithm that they're tweaking every second of every day. Yeah, and if honestly, if someone knew, they'd have told people and no one knows. Okay, let's move on to another question. This is an interesting one. How to try out new styles without your feed looking really inconsistent? So this is really important as an artist because it it is good to push your style and push the boundaries and try new work and new ideas. But I know that there's a lot of Instagram accounts that are successful because they have stuck to a certain style or a certain colour scheme. I've noticed a lot Mm -hmm. where they just use certain colours and... I think if that works for them, that's great. But you shouldn't be afraid to, you know, push your boundaries and try new techniques. Because if that's what you feel like you need to do as an artist to develop your own style, you shouldn't let Instagram stop you. Yeah, I do find it mad. Like some people only post things that are pink 
And I just think, wow, <laughs> what a pigeonhole to put yourself in, you know? Yeah. It's mad, but that's more... I think people do that more if they're a proper brand. I think if you're an artist, what kind of artist only wants to use one colour? We, we want to have access to all the colours. You want to explore things. And I find I'm nervous to put something out there that's different. And I've done it this year. I put collages out there and I'd never done that before. But because it's different, it stood out and it got more engagement. So I yeah. think it actually... It, don't be scared of it. I feel like it's important to try new things. I did the same this year. I started doing landscapes in a totally different mm. style. And I was just enjoying doing it so much that I didn't want to let the Instagram algorithm stop me doing that. And they went down well. They went down well. So I would say just don't really worry about it. No artist in history you can look at and go, they had the same style the whole way through. And the reason we know them from history is because they did push boundaries and you're not going to push boundaries posting the same thing on Instagram all the time. I think it's good to have a brand, going back to the branding yourself in like a colour mm. or a, a topic matter, but you can stick to that brand and still push the boundaries. Yeah, and also going back to... Being yourself on social media, showing yourself on stories, you are the brand. You are what makes the artwork, and that is consistent. That's so true. Okay, another question. What are your top tips for growing Instagram and what to avoid doing? Can I answer this one? Go for it. You've got a lot to say about Instagram, haven't you, Molly? Uh, Instagram <laughs> is, is just the worst and the best thing in my life. Mm. It's just... it. I can't cope with it, but I love it. It's bad. So top tips would be engage with other people, make friends, message people, comment on things. And then you get a lot back because then you get the friendship back. But also then they're going to help you and comment on your posts and that will boost your posts. So you've got to engage with others. If you want a lot of likes, you've got to give a lot of likes out. Instagram likes you. If you're liking other stuff and pushing other posts up and like cheering other people on, that's not only yeah. going to make you feel good about yourself, it's going to make the person whose work you're liking feel good about themselves. And that's just a lovely win-win. So the only practical advice I can think of for other than spend all your time on Instagram, which I wouldn't recommend, is use all the hashtags. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about hashtags at all. Yeah, use all the hashtags. And people say if you've got a small account with not many followers, don't use the big hashtags like hashtag art, hashtag illustration. I completely disagree with them. I think use the big hashtags because no one looks at the really obscure ones. Someone also told me, and I don't know if this is true, but I I do it. I don't know if you do it. But they told me not to include the hashtags in the caption, to post them in a comment underneath. I don't agree with that because I know people do that. I think people do that mainly so it looks smarter. But I always put them in the post because in the time that you've then gone to the comment to put your hashtags in if it's a busy hashtag where lots of people are posting by the time you actually put your hashtags in you're like 10 down even if it takes half a minute oh, you're really? further down that's really interesting yeah I was definitely told to do that so I always put mine in a different comment but maybe I won't do that anymore I always put I've always put them in the caption because always it delays them showing up on the hashtag although disclaimer <laughs> neither of us know what we're talking about so <laughs> no, that's true could be wrong well, one of us is going to be right, okay? So take either advice and blame the other. Let's go back to the part of the question where it says what to avoid doing. So I'm going to give some advice that I don't actually follow myself, but I feel like is quite important, especially surrounding mental health. And that is to just 
stop comparing yourself to every other person that you see because everyone's doing their own thing and everyone's comparing themselves to everyone else you're not alone there and you can't let it affect your posts or how you feel about your work and it's really hard and I'm saying all this but I constantly compare myself (laughs) to other people on Instagram and I know you do too but it's Mm -hmm. it's so hard not to do but I feel like if there was a way to stop doing that everyone would just feel better yeah it's hard because even like 15 years ago there wouldn't have you wouldn't have been able to compare yourself really to other people other than your like peers your friends do you feel jealous of those people who never had to deal with instagram i do but i look at artists that didn't have instagram as a tool and i think how did you make any money and a lot of them (laughs) didn't because they the only way they could access um, their customers was through maybe markets, but mainly galleries. And then with galleries, you've only got the people walking through a lot of the time. Mm. Whereas on Instagram, you could have in a day thousands of people view your art. Yeah, it is a very powerful tool. It you got to use it correctly. It can be very damaging and harmful. Yeah. Next question: Do you think Instagram has a positive or negative impact on you? It's it's 50-50 split for me, right down the middle, banana split. I think it's slightly more positive than negative for me because if it really was 50-50, I'd delete it. <laughs> okay. Because it makes me so sad sometimes. Maybe that was a bit rash. Well, without it, I wouldn't be an artist. So, you and would. I'm so thankful. You'd just be a poor artist. I'd be an artist and working a full-time job elsewhere. But I, so I'm so thankful for it. I know I'm in a good position on it. I've got quite a few followers and that's, and they're really supportive. So I won't take that for granted. But also it makes me feel so bad most days and make, really lowers my confidence. Mm. I honestly, the, the more followers I get on Instagram, the, more, the less confidence I have. That's mad. Why, why is that? I Surely know. that should make you feel better. I know, and I thought, I, when I had, say, 800 followers, I remember thinking, I'll get to 1,000 and that will feel good. And I got to 1,000 <laughs> and I thought, I'll get to 2,000. And I got to 2,000, uh, then I got to 5,000. Molly, then I you always to... want what you haven't got. That's how life works. I know. Well, I thought 10,000 is the number. I thought, if I get to 10,000, I've got the little swipe up. And past that, there's nothing you can actually get. Do you remember me getting really worked up about not getting to 10,000? Oh my God, every day. Yeah. And then I got to 10,000 and now I'm like, oh, I need to get to 20. And it's a slow, slow crawl from 10 to 20 for me. That's the thing. And I just want to say to people, I know it's going to sound easy to say when you've got quite a few followers, don't chase the followers. Basically, it won't fix what you're feeling. If you're feeling anxious and you're feeling low confidence, it won't fix that. It really won't. Your goalpost will move. So look elsewhere for that rather than in numbers. Mm, That's good advice. I think a negative impact is the fact that because my granddad touched on it a bit, actually. Well, it's our businesses, right, on our phones but you have your phones with you at all times because your friends are also on your phones and your family are. So my phone's with me all the time. So in the evening, when I'm trying to take an evening off, I've got Instagram telling me things that are happening on there. And I find it really hard to switch off and I'm on it a lot. And Sam, I think, feels I'm on it too much. I'm, oh, I'm sure Adam, Adam feels the same. tells me on a daily basis that I'm on it too much. And I know I am. And I yeah. fully, I'm fully addicted to it definitely (laughs) yeah 
Because if I sit on the sofa and I'll be watching TV and I'll be really enjoying what I'm watching on TV, but I just think, hang on a minute, I'll just check Instagram. <laughs> and there's no need for me to check Instagram because I'm watching a programme with Adam and we're enjoying it. But I just feel like I might be missing out on what's happening on Instagram. And that, that is awful. That is definitely a negative. Uh, yeah, and, and it's... What my one of my worst habits is first thing in the morning checking Instagram and it used to be worse so before I had insomnia I wasn't sleeping that one I'd wake up a little bit in the night and I'd wake up to check Instagram and I'd start to wake up at two and then four and I'd roll over and check can't Instagram. check Instagram when you can't sleep that Instagram might have caused your insomnia you know maybe but I wasn't waking up and then checking Instagram I was waking myself up to check Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's awful. It was that bad. and But it was when my Instagram was doing well and it was growing fast, which isn't happening at the moment. So it was really exciting. Mm. And then when that stopped happening, then it was a real low because it was really slowed down. And then I just had to say, that if I woke up in the night, I wasn't going to check my phone. I wouldn't look at my phone. Okay, next question. Do you see Instagram as part of your job? I personally don't think I'd be a business without it and sometimes do feel pressure to show up as the amount of time spent on stories directly impacts my sales. If I have a quieter day on Instagram, my sales are lower. So we have touched on this and you have said how important Instagram is for your business. I've got a different view on this. It obviously is very important and I'm very thankful for all the followers that I have that do then translate into sales. But um, a lot of my sales do still come from Etsy and from Etsy SEO and I'm not directing those sales that's not linked to Instagram at all so I think our businesses work slightly differently in that way in that Mm. I don't think I would stop making sales altogether if I just disappeared off Instagram I would make less because I definitely do have that following that do support me from Instagram but I don't rely on it solely no because I think your work when they see it on Etsy it translates better they know what it is and Mm. they know its value whereas when they see mine they don't understand it's carved from wood and mine's priced quite a lot higher and I think it helps that I back that with showing people that maybe it has taken five weeks to make and I have had these troubles with it and without that I just don't make sales yeah definitely I I do think that this person's right when they say they have if they have a quieter day on Instagram, their sales are lower. Because people like yeah. to see the behind the scenes and that you're working hard and what you're making. Yeah. As a brand new little business, do you have any advice on how to get more exposure? Okay, one of the things that you can do for exposure, if you've tried everything and you feel like it's not working, is pay for a sponsored ad. I only started doing this maybe last year, and I don't yeah. do it very often. But if you really feel like you need that extra boost, it is quite good and it can broaden your audience and get you in some new followers. Yeah, I haven't done one since September, but I used to do one every kind of two months. I Maybe I've done like eight or something like that in total. And at first, I remember my first one, I, I spent £8 on an advert and didn't <laughs> it didn't do anything, surprisingly. What my rule was is... Um, whatever artwork I was promoting, the value of that artwork is what I would spend on the ad. So if it was a £50 print, I'd spend £50. So you were spending quite a bit then on... Yeah, I've spent up to, like, £80 on one ad because then that gets you, like, a lot of followers and the chances... Say it's an £80 artwork, 
the chances are one of those people will buy it and then you've paid for your ad plus got new followers mm. that is good that wouldn't work for me because if i'm selling mm. a print that's 27 pounds um yeah. i can only pay for a 27 pound ad and then yeah 27 pounds on an advert still quite a lot mm. Yeah. But that I wouldn't like rely on that. That's an expensive way to get followers. Yeah. That's something to go alongside your account or like if you're really really struggling then maybe that's a good idea. But if you're really struggling to get new followers, you're going to have to change how you're posting, maybe what you're posting, how you engage with Instagram. I think maybe a good idea would maybe to set yourself a schedule or I know quite a few people pre-plan their Instagram posts. I don't really do this, but it might be useful if you're trying to really kickstart your account to think, what do I want to show people this week? What Mm -hmm. type of post do I want to post? So for instance, a finished illustration or, you know, a process illustration. And now there's reels, which apparently are really good for engagement and interacting. So it could be quite a good idea to sit down and think, what do I want people to see from my business this week? Do you imagine you inspire hobbyists and how would you encourage non-arty people? I was thinking about this and we're both full-time artists now, but that hasn't always been the case. And you've been full-time less than a year, haven't you? Uh, It would be a year in September, I think. August, September? Yeah, so it's not been that long. And I don't want people listening who aren't full-time or maybe do it after work to think this isn't relevant to them because we were you before and... I remember just longing to be full-time and I remember it being so frustrating um, wanting to get artwork done, like fit as much in before I went to work as I could. I do hope that we can inspire people to keep pushing and keep going because we're just living proof that you you can do it, you can make it as an artist. You just have to put in the effort and time and a little bit of luck involved. But generally, I just think hard work will get you there i'm aware you might be listening and maybe you're not full-time maybe you don't want to be full-time because being a full-time artist comes with a whole heap of things and so much baggage yeah there's something about doing art in your spare time with no financial pressure which is just lovely so that's so true art used to be my hobby and it's very much not really a hobby anymore So we've got a question here about Instagram's new thing that it's trialling, which is getting rid of the likes, or at least you won't be able to see the likes on each post. So it would say, be if I liked your post, for for anyone that sees that, it would say Molly Lemonar and others liked this post. So it wouldn't have the numbers. Um, I think that's really interesting. I think they've tried it in Australia and I think some accounts don't have the function of seeing likes anymore. And I think actually you can opt in for that functionality. I was scared when I first heard this. I think it was a couple of years ago when they were talking about it and I thought, I've worked so hard for getting lots of (laughs) likes. I want people to see the likes. But the more my Instagram fluctuates and the more sometimes it does well, sometimes it doesn't, I think... If people didn't see how many likes it got, it, that might take pressure off. Mm, I think it would definitely take the pressure off. I, I read that and I thought, that sounds great. <laughs> I can post <laughs> anything I want and no one will see how successful or unsuccessful it is and I can just be happy with what I've posted. 
Yeah, I think it really would be good for mental health. And also, as the creator of the post, you can still see the likes. Mm. So if you were, lots of people work with brands and then they go on how many likes your posts get, you could still show that. Yeah, so basically my question to you and the question they've asked us is, if today I said B, you can press that button and you will never, ever have any stats like that on your account that anyone can see, would you press that button? Oh, it's really tricky. I don't know. I I think I would press the button if you said to me that I could reverse that decision because then I could see how it goes. And if I really missed being able to see the amount of likes, I'd put, I could mm. put it back, you see. It's a tricky one because I would say that because sometimes by having a like on a post, it feels like your artwork's being measured and that it's not a successful piece of art if it doesn't get enough likes. And that's just not true. I quite yeah. often come across lovely bits of art on Instagram that have hardly any likes. And I think, this is so unfair. This is so beautiful. It deserves to have thousands and thousands of likes. It does not determine your worth, how many likes your post has. So having said that, I'm <laughs> going to click the button. Are you actually... And you can't reverse it? I'm going to click the button, Molly. Okay. I I think it's a great idea and I think if they said right everyone we're taking this choice away I'd be like okay I'll get used to that but I don't know if I'd click the button today even though I think (laughs) for my own mental health I would want to but I think I've got a real addiction to the high I get from when a post does well because if I didn't I wouldn't have worked so hard to get to where I am that's true When do you know it's time to take a break from Instagram or social media in general? Just if it's making you feel really depressed and you're feeling a bit of a burnout, just step away from it for a bit. Yeah, and if you're feeling a bit crap about social media, maybe because your posts aren't doing well, if the algorithm's treating you badly, step away and then come back and nothing probably would have changed. And even if it has changed, your mental health is more important. It is really not the end of the world. But it's so hard to remember that because I do think a lot of people listening to this will have an addiction to Instagram Mm. one way or another. I think most people in our generation have an Instagram addiction. Yeah. I think the generation before us have a Facebook addiction. We're the Instagram addiction. And then the generation after us, they're the TikTok addiction. That's why I think. TikTok's so addictive. I go on there before bed and I can be on there for 40 minutes and I won't have realised. It's, it's way worse than Instagram. If you haven't got TikTok, don't get TikTok because it's so much worse. I don't have it. Don't do it. No, I don't plan on I feel like it's for cool young kids and that's definitely not me. <laughs> Molly, I feel like this next question is for you. What would you do if Instagram disappeared tomorrow? So if Instagram disappeared... I think my business would definitely suffer. But if it just completely disappeared, everyone would cope. If the question was, if my Instagram disappeared, so everyone else has stayed the same and say mine got hacked and deleted, I don't know how I'd come back from that. And I've seen so many people. That's happened to so many people on Instagram. People, you need to have your two-factor authentication (laughs) on because if you don't, you're you're really vulnerable to hacking. It's in the settings. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you've got to look after our listeners. Yeah. Got to give them good advice. I think I get a lot of validation from Instagram and I think I'd struggle without it. But saying that, I don't think my confidence is higher since I've had Instagram. I don't rely on it as much as I think I do. I think it would be bad for business if Instagram disappeared tomorrow, but I do think I just feel relieved 
and mm. the pressure would just be taken off completely and I wouldn't end up comparing myself and my work to lots of other people and I think in general it might be quite a positive thing I'm not wishing Instagram to disappear <laughs> tomorrow but I can definitely see the benefits of it yeah and I think the important thing to know here is that it's not going to disappear and if it did something else would pop up and we've got to learn to live with it and look after ourselves and not let it rule us yeah definitely is that it then are we done with the questions yeah i think that's all our questions we've got i hope that was helpful answering those and people have got something out of it we don't have all the answers unfortunately definitely not i think we struggle as much as the next person really with instagram as a whole also i think it's important to take away from this that everyone's feeling the same There are a lot of questions Mm -hmm. that overlapped, a lot of questions about the algorithm and how to make your account successful and there just isn't one answer. You've just got to make sure you're looking after yourself and your mental health and not doing things that are making you feel too anxious or judging your work and its worth by the amount of likes that it gets. Yeah, and I think depending on your personality, if you're like me, you'll never get to a point where you'll say, okay. I've I've reached where I wanted to now. You'll always want that little bit more and that's not a, a good place to be in, but that is how a lot of us are wired. So don't chase particular numbers. They're not going to fulfil you. No, that's good advice. What tea have you got? It's licorice tea. Oh, no, I love licorice. Do you? Um, and yeah. they're um, tea yogi. And they have Mm. little quotes on the back. Shall I read out my quote? Yeah. May this day be the day to lead us to peace, to happiness and to joy. Isn't that nice? That is lovely. Um, So, Tia Yogi, if you're listening, we really need a sponsor. (laughs) Um, And if you just pop us an email, outofinkpodcast.gmail.com. That'd be great, thanks. We'll happily receive that. Oh, they're actually Yogi Tea, not Tea Yogi. Is that all right? Okay, Yogi Tea, sorry. Uh... What we said before. Mm. All of the above. Thanks for listening to episode two of the Out of Ink podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us next time for episode three. Molly, what's the subject going to be for episode three? So I thought we could cover confidence. Just in general, how our confidence fluctuates from feeling pretty confident some days and other days just wanting to hide. If you've got any questions to do with confidence that you'd like us to cover in the next episode, please email them to outofinkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to follow and subscribe and also rate us five stars. It's been really nice seeing all the ratings come in. Yeah, we can't thank you enough for listening and giving us such lovely feedback because it makes it all worthwhile yeah i've also noticed how many people have actually shared it on instagram i felt really supported by everyone on there yeah so you raise each other up on instagram don't knock each other down there you go there's a final word from b (laughs) 